Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Floating in Space. This is uh, Y Wave Wednesdays number two, and I am Martian UFO here floating with you. And if, uh, if you remember uh, last week, I did um, the Y Wave Wednesdays number one, in which I talked about three black uh, influential historians, people in history who inf- influenced black power, I guess, black lives, black people. Um, and then I brought up a positive story to kind of um, brighten up people's day, bring out some positivity. That's what the focus of, of this recording is right now. And then, you know, I'm doing like two or three back to back. So in the next one, the tone of my voice is probably going to change and it's going to be kind of interesting to see that. But anyways, yeah, man, this is Y Wave Wednesdays and uh, let's get into it. <clears throat> I talked about three individuals last week. Um, I think I talked about Ann Cools. Can't remember the other two, but I got some some interesting people here who might uh, might interest people. I guess uh, first individual is Mary Ann Shad Carey. So she was the first woman to become a publisher in Canada, which is interesting for people who um, like books, like to read, and who have aspirations to hopefully get their own books published one day. And if you are a black person, um, maybe study this person and then see what. Uh, what she did at the time but um anyway she arrived in canada when uh, american slaves were escaping here at the same time uh she devoted herself to teaching uh the children of former slaves arriving in canada so she was a teacher she wrote books and she was the first publisher for other black people at the time um who wanted to publish their books as well so she returned to the u.s and was active in the uh women's suffrage movement as well so um basically uh, more women's rights at the time if you don't know what suffrage means um she died in washington in 1893 at the age of 69. next individual willie o'ree so he's uh fredericton born uh he was also some people might know him who like hockey he's the first black player in the uh, nhl um he made his debut with the boston bruins and he was born in canada so that's why he's notable he played in the 1957-58 season, and then he later retired in uh, 1979, playing in the WHL. Nice. And then John Ware. This is also this is a little close to home for people who reside in Alberta, Canada, and whatnot. Uh, Mr. John Ware, who started out as a former slave, and he settled here in Alberta. It does not say where, but he uh, gained recognition for his skill as a cowboy. So he established two ranches before his death in 1905. I'm sure a lot of people don't know him, and I guess it's uh, it's possible for uh, for black people to to be a cowboy. I guess actually. <laughs> so we got one. We got one for us out there. Um, anyways, moving on to the uh, to the positive story. Let's find this here for you. So I always have the information at the same time. We're talking about a guy here. He's from... Where is he from? England. Mr. Zane Powells, who during the lockdown of uh, England, he spent pretty much every single day preparing food for his pupils, his students. So he's a teacher. Uh, teacher sorry. He delivered uh, 7,500 packed lunches to all these kids. Um... They're calling him the award-winning hero teacher in England. He spent each of his days preparing food for his students, and he just made his final delivery today, actually. Um, 
He did 85 lunches each morning, delivering them, walking around. He walked about 7.5 miles, which I think in kilometers, that's about 14, 15K a day, basically. So he's, he was doing his steps. <laughs> uh, he made his, round for, made his rounds for 17 weeks, totaled over 600 miles, about 1,000 kilometers, I think, somewhere in that range. <clears throat> uh, living over in northeast Lincolnshire. Hopefully I said that right. Uh, he's 48 years old. He estimates that he carried roughly like four tons of food uh, during the whole time, which is a lot of food for one person to carry, especially delivering it to kids, which is it's good. Um, and this time right now when we're talking about all the um, negative uh, stories and, and um, things that need to be brought to attention, unfortunately, in, in terms of the child sex trafficking and, and things like that, this is a positive side about, uh, you know, how somebody's trying to impact the lives of children in a positive way and so it needs to be brought to attention at the same time um so when the school where he packs his lunches closed for the summer on the 17th of july he um delivered his final food package on the emotionally charged friday afternoon he says when i started these walks i was concerned about the kids and their well-being i wanted to make sure i could see them all he says he works at the western primary school in the large coastal seaport of grimsby so anybody that's from England might uh, know of these areas, know of this location, might even know this guy. Um, shout out to him. Give him a shout out. Command him for, for his work for these kids. You know, he says he needed to know if they were safe, if they were healthy and if they had access to food. So, man, shout out to him, man. Um, he says after all these months, it was a bit emotional for him. Of course, like every time he, he would show up to, at a person's house, he loved seeing his students. He'd see these people, they'd be smiling and obviously receiving these gifts that he took his time made with his own hands it's uh it's uh honorable commendable um he says he's just doing his job you know at the end of the day but i'm thinking that he, he really is going above and beyond because well i mean how many teachers are, are doing that um anywhere right but that just goes to show um the level of care and things like that but um let's see he got up at 7 a.m. each day to start preparing, packaging his food, and he'd head out uh, two hours a day. He didn't take a day off during the pandemic while undertaking the mammoth task. Well, you know, the pandemic is still going on, but I'm thinking that over there that their lives have kind of returned back to some normalcy, so he doesn't have to do it to the same degree. Um, he's also a father of three, so he says, you know, it was relentless and exhausting while having kids himself and having to prepare um their lunches their meals every day you know and being there for them doing this as well so just taking on a lot more responsibility with that time like um sometimes he said you know when delivering the lunches he would leave some homework for the students he said that they weren't really as happy as about uh, the homework as they were with about the food so you know <laughs> i probably would not be either um he also commented uh, manchester united star marcus Rashford, who successfully campaigned for free school meal vouchers for children in the summer. You know, that's awesome. I think that really should be like lifetime, but you know, uh, it's a fight, it's a battle. He says his mission is far from complete and he wants to continue to help children in need, which we all should be doing. Uh, he will be cycling through all the UK city castles in a journey, which will take him um, 1,500 miles to finish. It's a lot of kilometers. I'm not going to estimate the number. Um, his stops will include Edinburgh Castle, Belfast Castle, uh, Dublin Castle, Cardiff Castle, and the Tower of London. So 
anybody who's listening who's around in these areas you might see him uh make sure you stop by give him a shout out um support him with what he's doing um he's going to be raising funds for meals and more uh, they provide support to children who live uh, with poverty i'm not sure where they're based out of but um if you look him up he has a link on one of his pages where you can donate to his cause um you know he says in the summer the children's struggles are invisible to us because we don't see them but it's essential that we ensure they're safe and that's true um because also in the same sense uh the struggles are invisible to us if we choose not to see them which i think is is a hard thing for people sometimes especially myself i have to take time and, and look at myself and see the ways in which i can help um and yeah especially because uh there's times when i need it times where i don't need it and and I appreciate the times that I don't need it and how to how to go forward and, and to help other people in that time. Um, anyways, because of his work, he won the uh, Inspirational Primary School Teacher Award and one of the parents nominated him. So he put, uh, put a lot of work forward to helping kids and helping the students in the school. He helped the school's behavior unit. So, you know, there's a lot of kids who, you know, have issues and problems and they need somebody to speak to so here's a guy who's really doing his best he says you know he was speaking at the award ceremony he says we should never give up on the children having a tough upbringing is never their fault and that is true it's not their fault it's not anybody's fault gotta try our best to kind of just deal with that problem to heal that issue and to um um yeah man just really try and do our best and to, to remind ourselves to live day by day that you don't need to rush through through the days of life because these kids, these children, um, obviously their lives are being lived in a very small window of their life, right? And um, they see things a certain way. So bringing happiness, bringing meals certainly into their lives is just another thing to kind of further that joy that we got to keep around them um, for as long as possible. And with that, I'm going to leave you there. Um, Enjoy your Wednesday. Happy hump day to all the workers and everybody doing their thing. Keep grinding, keep making your money, and uh, yeah, man, keep floating.